step into a beloved remake of the most celebrated and remarkable fantasy role-playing game of all time in HD. That would make uh, a 14-year-old Patrick shed a tear. Welcome to Final Criticy 7 Remake. This is your GM Patrick here. Your gill up materia, making it rain money like a monsoon here in Midgar's upper plates. Joining me and stopping Shinra and command eco-terrorism are my five friends and your fellow player twos. To my right, a confusing sequel character integrating all over this game. It's Rebecca rolling with Xenia Kisaragi. Hello. Across from her, he's got a chip on his sh- shoulder and a cannon strapped to his arm. It's Drew delivering Barrett 7. A cultural reference related to a Twitch stream. To my right, well, I already used Barrett on Drew. That means that this is a big old cat robot. It's Tyler dredging up Debasho Seth. There ain't no getting off this train. <laughs> Across from him, have Buster Sword, Willem Power, and Slice and Dice. It's Jabert playing as Trest Strife. And across the digital table, uh, who needs a kind-hearted flower girl when you have a grizzly street smart flower? It's Miles mixing up with Sprouts Gainsborough. Good evening. I don't. I don't think anything this season uh, I've been more proud of than <laughs> who needs a kind-hearted flower girl when you have a grizzly street smart flower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All right. right, I peaked. There we go. It only took eighty episodes to run <laughs> for the season. You one. know, we've had we've had an entire season because people forget now for the for the for seasons one and two, the people bringing up the rear of these introductions tended to just choke for whatever reason. <laughs> it wasn't choking. It was a deliberate you, slashing you, of momentum. You it and was Drew genius. <laughs> were monstrous, and I hope yeah. people have appreciated my even keel. Introductions every oh, <laughs> I did I mean, it on purpose I, I, and I regret nothing. Yeah. Any, I appreciate uh, yeah. you, Miles. <laughs> oh yeah. I I love being put to sleep by the final person's introduction as well. Rebecca, Jabert, <laughs> are you sweating potentially being in the the last place? Oh, I position? trust Rebecca implicitly. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm gonna say every week. Yeah. yeah same. The same thing. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh this uh yeah, welcome back, everyone. The last episode of season three here, Cosmic Crit. Uh, you all have done it. You all have completed um, another major <laughs> boss fight in last week's episode. I have blanked it out. I don't remember anything that happens. I do remember you survived, but uh, we did. All, all the rest. I've I've cleared my cash and uh and the the roll 20 log so i don't have to remember all the 20s you rolled on me <laughs> um, uh, and yet you do remember them they keep you 20s? up at night yeah i think i, I think i swung my sword once at yeah. the, at the I, boss I, <laughs> was I it a 20 when you did Jabert? Uh, was it a 20 I, de- <laughs> I definitely feel bad for uh editor patrick having to going to have to re-listen to that episode <laughs> like yeah getting dunked on all over the second we time. were we we're all oh, over the place yeah, if, I remember, if i recall there's a lot of cursing too <laughs> there's some colorful commentary it was either this week or last week there were some colorful colorful reactions <laughs> uh yeah. we, we, we'll pronk those out um yeah, let's get into it. This is our uh, our final episode of, of what happens to these characters here as we did leave on kind of a, a cliffhanger. Uh, this week's episode starts in darkness. You guys hear 
shuffling, a few muffled coughs, some low murmuring in what seems a cavernous dark room as three light projectors begin humming to uh, a, a start and you see a 3D holographic globe is formed in the air above an audience in a, in a large theater. And this 3D model shows a planet Susculin in orbit and suddenly massive swarm motherships fly into the space around the planet. A, a voiceover starts up and says, it was a, a warm and short summer day on Susculin when the swarm fleet descended and made its first invasion at Stone Sea to north of Brenoa. They dropped what has now been estimated as 100,000 swarm components on the unsuspecting 5th Battalion who were at the time conducting training exercises in the region. The resulting three days of battle saw the entirety of the the 5th wiped out and at 90% attrition rates, but they were able to hold off the swarm hordes long enough for the rest of the SDF to fortify and counterattack. Welcome, viewers, to the history of the Swarm War of Susculum. The logo pops up on the screen and we see the title card over images of thousands of swarm dredgers from satellites destroying a, a large factory, uh, a field of wheat, things like that. In the months that followed the initial invasion, the swarm host landed millions of components and engaged in land, sky, and space sorties with soldiers of the Susculan Defense Force. While the swarm foothold grew, the movement to get people off planet did as well. There were calls for advanced weaponry to ravage the planet to slow the insects' relentless advance on population centers. But before those plans were finalized, the second wave of swarm invasions began. The orbital headquarters of the SDF was destroyed, and Brenoa invaded by a monstrous host of one of the largest swarm creatures ever encountered, what would soon make its presence known as the God Host. We're going to hear from the folks on the ground. This is Private Devasho of the 5th Battalion, one of the few members of the Rebuilt Company and a member of the Elite Midnight Squad. Tell us, Devasho, what do you remember of that fateful dead winter night when the swarm took Branoa? Ah. Uh, what what audience am I talking to right now? These kids? It's, like, it's, it's like a documentary of, of yeah. the war. It's like Ken Burns' okay. swarm war. Oh. The day of the retreat from Branoa was a dark and, and hectic day I remember seeing entire troops fall underneath rubble from buildings or entire swarms of of dredgers. I remember trying to hold a line that was nearly impossible as as these swarm components could burrow underground and move freely throughout Renoa's city streets. There were a lot of individual skirmishes and eventually when Renoa fell due to the Godos descent and it was Apparent that the city was no longer defensible, and we had a, a long forced march to the nearest fort where we were harassed by swarm the entire way. It was there that my my commander at the time gave his last stand, and there were many a soldier who gave their lives to make sure that the rest of us could make it to the fort so that we could try to one day counterattack and take back Brenoa. Is it true that you and your squad mates? had all just met one another the day before. And at this point, did you trust that they would be able to keep you and, and each other uh, alive? There were many squads that were formed very quickly during that time. 
and trust wasn't something that you really got to make a choice about. You either trusted those who were in your company, or you, or you died. Of course, I trusted everybody that was with me that day, and that was the only reason I am probably alive. The swarm, the bitter cold of the dead winter, and the crossing at the Karazan Bridge. At times during the march, were you afraid you would not be able to make it back to your husband, to your family? When you have been marching for that long and your body is racked with an exhaustion that you have never felt before, your mind does tend to turn to dark places, but that is when it is even more important to trust and confide in your squad. You, every, all of us, found strength in each other and encouraged one another to keep going, knowing that if we managed to hold ourselves composed, that we would eventually make it through the night. From here on out in this documentary, we want to follow Devasho and the rest of Midnight Squad. As you very well may already know, they are the most decorated unit in the entirety of the SDF's history, earning five times the Medal of Valorous Courage, ten Blood Red Awards, and of course, the single Susculin Defense Honor Medallion, awarded less than a dozen times in the military's history. As Midnight Squad got their final orders from Commander Nigeria of the Second, she realized that they might be suited for the extraction mission that had already taken the lives of another squadron of soldiers. Uh, we see Nigeria's face take up the, the hollow screen in here, superimposed over a map of the Jurdos Mountains. She says, We thought that the mountain swarm resistance would be light, but after we lost contact with the first squadron, we knew only experienced soldiers were going to be able to get the Hylaxian priest out of danger before the evacuation ended. And my gut instinct was right. Midnight Squad took a day and miraculously were able to secure transport off planet by themselves after getting Zelenon out of the temple on Clutchstone Ridge. And little did we know then how important that site would be to the God Host's plan. And so Midnight Squad secured transport indeed taking with them about a dozen or so surviving evacuees from Rio City. Private First Class Sprouts was able to recall his time after the full evacuation of Susculin. Sprouts, Marlowe, you had on board your vessel a number of civilians, including BBRC scientist Xantos Lochwert, uh, apparently, reportedly, you two butted heads during this this transit. Tell us about your trek to Ultranius. Butted heads? <laughs> Yeah, that's one way to put it. Another way would be this loach war trying to get everyone killed. Undermine us in every single way when we're just trying to get people to safety. We're the ones who risked everything to get this bird off the, off the ground. And all we got was trouble. There were supposed signs of sabotage, but you and your crew were able to isolate some hitchhikers, electric gremlins, and, and quell a mutiny all at the same time. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. And when you landed on Ultranius, there were more problems as you had some run-ins with the death death cult. Yeah, apparently there was a, a couple of mooks who thought the, the swarm were some blessing. They accepted their, their, their kooky reign of terror. I, I don't know. I don't pretend to understand what these people think. I just knew that these psychopaths had conscripted a bunch of down-the-luck people into following them into this, as you put it, death cult. And 
unfortunately, we had to take a couple of them out. You were searching this entire time for your erstwhile partner, Rose Breyer, who was also investigating uh, people that had joined this this death cult. But all the same, you were able to capture their leader, Mother Spark, alive and hand her over to the authorities from the pact, ensuring support from the Absalom Station Coalition for the SDF uh, uh, forces. That's correct. Was was there uh, at any point um, after uh, her capture that you were looking for revenge in, instead of clues as it is is reported that she told you that she had killed Rose Briar. The thought across my mind, but you can't let the fog of war keep you from your goals. And despite the fact that I very much at the time wanted to uh, pull the trigger, I wasn't working for myself. I was working for the SDF for Midnight Squad. And so I did what I had to do to get the job done. Keeping her alive, you were able to find an underground hideout the cult used and found uh, a pilgrimage marker for the Hylaxian Exodus and also found Rose herself. And in doing so, perhaps achieve your goals in the SDF. Uh, at that point, why didn't you step down from active duty? Uh, why didn't you return to civilian life? What kind of civilian life you think you can have when billions upon billions of swarm are attacking the galaxy you think you think that this is something that i want to do look i i trust my teammates like their family if i had one but uh yeah the idea to to to, to cut off and, and and live a normal life sure that would have been nice but that ain't the cards were dealt here we had a we had a mission we had a purpose and we did it that's all there is to it it's cut and dry after the discovery of the caves beneath Ultranius, SDF intelligence realized that there might be a method that the Sheeran used in their escape from the swarm. As a research scientist and historian on Ilumchuva was said to have studied this so-called forever reliquary. And since Zinnia was a former alum at Zesh University, it made sense that Midnight Squad was then next sent to see if they could retrieve his notes and follow in his footsteps. The only problem that uh, faced them was that the year before the same swarm host had destroyed the planet. It was a completely dead world or so they thought. Private First Class Zinnia, uh, you are highly decorated in your field of xenobiology with your main degree from, from Zesh. Was it hard seeing your alma mater and your home uh, prior home planet destroyed by the swarm? You have no idea. I es not escaped. I, I had left uh, Ilum Chuva just shortly before on a fellowship with the BBRC. And to come back to to the campus in that state, it, it was it was very hard to see. There you did find survivors, those that stayed behind to fight for their planet, including the, the late Sheeran uh, soldier, Ekchiax, and your former classmate, Jod Vata. Uh, what was it like there for the survivors? It was scary. It was it was a very scary place. Um, I was struck, however, by their, their hope. It, it seemed so hopeless to me, but they seemed to think that there was some end in sight, even though I couldn't see it at the time. 
not only were they surviving, but they were planning and executing military operations, including one that you and your team aided in the successful raid of a terraforming swarm Imago bug complex. Uh, as one of the first scientists to see the inner workings of a swarm Imago, as well as Effigene, uh, what was it like to be literally inside the enemy's mind? As a scientist, uh, it was it was fascinating. I, I couldn't have asked for a, a, a more hands-on experience with, with the swarm and their inner workings, but as a person, I'm not sure I would recommend it to, to everyone. It, it was it was not a very pleasant experience and quite frightening. Eventually you were able to make it to Zesh University and you found professors and oats. Uh, did you think then that it was such an important discovery that uh, you would be asked to follow up on next? Did you think that arcane or magical artifacts of a bygone age would be so instrumental in the eventual downfall of the Swarm God host? I had serious doubts. I've never been one for religion or magics uh, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and for for quite a long time, I, I wasn't quite sure what we were after. It, it took until the very end for me to really see it come full circle and to see the, the importance of it all. After Midnight Squad completed their mission in the Chuva system, they got the go-ahead to follow through with their lead and head to a mysterious comet temple dedicated to the faith of Hylax. Devasho, it was there at the Forever Reliquary that you were first purged of the affliction that seemed to have infected your necrotic tissue. Is that correct? Yes, it was nice to be finally rid of that. You met a relative in the form of the Trox Priestess Tuva, who realized you had a dark spirit haunting you, a being that helped to unlock your connection with your Solarian powers. That is eventually what I came to understand, but as important as it was to finally come to grasp with what I was dealing with in terms of my infection, meeting Tuva was a huge change for me in this entire campaign as I had been away from family for a very long time, which is quite dear to me, and reuniting with Tuva made, reminded me of everything we were trying to save and accomplish against the swarm was a special moment. The kind of interview opens up from like a, a single um, person format to the five of you sitting in like roughly even shares uh, in, a, in a group interview format and the, the voice behind the camera saying, you all at the Forever Reliquary were required to prove yourselves as worthy, each of you, to be Hylaxian missionaries of the faith. Can you tell us a little bit about what you all learned at the refuge? Uh, I think I learned that there isn't a single conflict around that Sprouts can't uh, talk a deal out of. Um, from their reports, you all made first contact with an alien species, uh, saved a, a race of creatures from extinction, and brokered a peace treaty uh, on the distant colony world of Nakondis. Where in your your SDF training did all that come from? I wouldn't say being the SDF had anything to do with it. I mean, when you're worth the streaks, you're dealing with people of all walks of life, shapes, sizes. It's part of the job. Trust as a career soldier, was there much for you to do in these diplomatic missions for the Hylaxian faith? 
I'll say we've relied on each other quite a bit, and uh, my team's skills were indeed invaluable in this uh, in this moment. My efforts were entirely upon supporting them and what their needs were. Uh, my hope is that perhaps uh, I was able to share some understanding with the others uh, via my psychic emanations, but indeed they truly shined brightly in these moments. The comment of the forever reliquary teleported into the Suskelin system and was then beset by swarm ships. The clergy of Hylax there realized that they could buy you all enough time to magically enter into the mindscape of the swarm host in order to empower a weapon, a crown against the enemy, and you all dove into that realm without a second thought. Private First Class Echo 7, your people, the Amranta, have been devastated by the swarm. You seemed to be able to control a power within the mindscape regarding the Amrantan soul battery. What was it like inside the desert of the swarm's mind? The horror. The horror. We were confronted with things we did not anticipate. Old friends, long gone. New friends, recently departed. There to assist us, unaware of their status in the world, their condition in reality. It was refreshing as well as depressing. You were able to gather your squad and snap them out of many mental mirages and tricks of that mindscape. Did you ever think that you would not be able to make it out and see the real world again? One does not find time to ask themselves those questions when confronted with what we as soldiers are confronted with. We had a job to do, and we did it. You you brought your heavy mind weapons to bear on the manifestation of, of the swarm's psychic mental prowess. How did it feel to make the swarm, perhaps for the first time in history, feel the sting of fear and defeat? Good. As Midnight Squad defeated the swarm's mind, they used the magical crown of Hylax to depower the god host's link to the host for a short time. Back in reality, this allowed for the combined forces of the SDF, Pact Worlds, the Vescarium Coalition, uh, to plan a swift counterattack on Suskelin. The mission to liberate the planet would come together in just a few short weeks, but this small time frame was all the top brass had in order to capitalize on the opening Midnight Squad had left them. Sergeant Trest, you were there in those meeting rooms. Retaking the capital of Bernoa was the first priority and you assisted in allocating troops. Were you worried that you might be spreading the the armed forces too thin? The lack of a uh, a sizable enough force to push the swarm from a planet is always a challenge because the swarm are everywhere. Uh, However, we were forced to make strategic decisions, and I think that given the limitations of our choices, we've done well. We regret the team sent to, um, you know, that one stadium, that the the one where the, the bander, bander brackets play. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that one. We regret that team, 
and the, <laughs> the demise they faced. Did you say uh, the Banda Brackets? <laughs> I presume that's the name of our foot foot sport team. <laughs> the the Sutsklon Banda Brackets? Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, landing, you Midnight Squad uh, was able to reunite with some of the soldiers and former civilians that you had saved along the way, acting as your co-pilots and breaking the swarm defensive lines. Was it inspiring to you all to see that you had inspired uh, others like the soldier Suthres Cicero, as well as former criminal Raz Jungat to 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 take up arms and continue fighting the swarm? Pardon me. I mean, any anyone. Oh. No is also an acceptable answer if you hate uh, my NPCs. I, I don't know who those people are. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember. You, Tress, you don't remember Raz, or he was our engineer for like 10, what, like two flights, I think? Huh? huh? What? <laughs> Your like, co-pilot on, was on a ship? What? <laughs> yes. When we, one of the times we were on a ship, I think he... I think he hit the engine with like a wrench to try to get it to work. Oh yes, I call, oh. oh yes, old wrenchy. I remember oh, old wrenchy. Yes. I remember this. This is when we had partners to go down to the planet, right? It's like ten episodes ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's <laughs> Raz is like the sixth member of Midnight Squad. He's yeah. almost official. Oh, Jabert remembers Raz. Do you remember Happers, the the Trinier penguin? Friend? I do not remember Happers. <laughs> oh my! A little bit. Uh. Uh, on the planet, uh, you all made the tactical decision to split Midnight Squad in order to investigate two sites, uh, two mission sites, and taking along with you some eager privates. Were you in, inspired or afraid for these eager warriors who were ready to follow in your footsteps? Honestly, I think you should be interviewing them. <laughs> Kevin, Jevin, Devin, they were... Fantastic on the battlefield. Don't forget Levin. <laughs> ah, Levin too. Yes. As as soon as uh, as they they left your your company, they all died horrible deaths at the hands of the swarm. Every <laughs> single one of them. It's, oh. it's a montage of like all right in memoriam. Kevin, yeah. <laughs> it's it's I really everyone that really died in the swarm war is <laughs> rhymes with Evan. Uh, <laughs> I really thought Kevin Pureheart would make it out of that, uh, that, that those battles, but I, I was sad to hear he passed. Uh, we will now read several letters written between him and all of his loved ones during the war as a very sad song plays in the background. We'll slowly pan across pictures of him, but the, on, the only picture of, of, of Levin is like <laughs> him Dearest with Bevan, if you're reading this letter. He's got a shirt that says, I'm with stupid. And he's at like a bar. <laughs> he's got on a beer hat. Uh, Zinnia, a, a former ally in the mercenary Gravelark, seemed to be on your side, but it was here on Susculin he turned on the SDF and released a vitally important swarm component. Do you think you were too trusting of this character who is now wanted for war crimes here on Susculin? I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But yes, I was absolutely too trustful. I was too trustful of everyone. I've lost some of that trust now. While unapprehended, Pack World authorities have been notified of his pending indictment for uh, Susklin's Judiciary uh, Council. Uh, would you stand trial against him if it came to it, even though he did help Midnight Squad out, particularly on the planet of Ilmchuva? He may have helped us a little bit, but 
in the end, he kind of screwed us over, didn't he? I don't think we owe him anything. In the final push on Clutchstone Ridge, some of you were sick with radiation uh, poisoning, but your psychic minds were fortified against the swarm's keening, meaning that you were the only soldiers able to take on the god host. Tell us, how did you all do it? How were you able to destroy such a massive, indomitable threat? It was surprisingly easy. Yeah, I didn't really think too much about it. Some say that Hylax helped us. I say there was a little bit of luck involved. It was certainly luck was a factor, but uh, we had the strength of Hylax with us, and it was a crucial factor, certainly. Somewhere the goddess Desna is like, I've been helping you all campaign. Like, oh, oh, come on. Oh, come on. You think I this for, was giving this for the god in a carapace with a bunch of scales? Come on. Come on. Uh, this is a 35 the, billion credit suit. Come on. The the details of the actual fight, uh, SCF command still says is classified months later. How you all were able to physically destroy the god hosts without yourself perishing as the structure collapsed around you, uh, we do not know. And we know you all have been tight-lipped about your your battle there. But there are indeed rumors that perhaps you can comment on that the goddess Hylax came to your aid and, and fought by your side against the swarm oppressors. Is there any truth in the manifestation of the goddess. Let me let me ask you something. Uh, can you keep a secret? Well, well, yes, but this documentary will be seen. Yeah, let's, so can we. <laughs> oh, no. The documentary pauses here. The holographic images fade away as we are rushed backwards in time here on the podcast to the god host chamber within the the massive hive on clutchstone ridge uh months earlier the the psychic memory the sound of the swarms of god host's final death rattle is still ringing in your ears you guys have got bite wounds you've got slashes mental damage acid damage uh but you're all alive and from the final slice of Tress's magical blade from Zinnia's well-placed laser blast, uh, you see this wound glowing brightly, and suddenly you're engulfed, bathed in light, as your physical forms seem to boil away, and you're, you're left just seeing yourself represented as, as beings of pure light. And before you, where the god host's corpse was, you see it dissolve away, and it's in its place, what looks like a dark shadow forms and lays inert on the ground. And you're you're left for a moment here to contemplate what has happened, but not too long before in the distance across a horizon that seems to be both a sunrise and a sunset, uh, you see a lone figure walking forward. And as it draws near, it's a, a Sheeran female figure and you're able to make out more and more features as they come within a short distance of you. And you see the form of the soldier Ekchiax, the Ellen Chuva freedom fighter, the mother who entrusted their child to you trust. And they, they say, hello everyone. It is, it is good to see you all again. Ekchiax, it is, it is a joy to see you as well. 
it has been some time, and I I cannot tell you what what has happened since, but it, it is nice that I have been allowed to come here on behalf of powers greater than ourselves to be able to speak with you. Congratulations on, on what you all have accomplished. Still doesn't quite feel real, but thank you. I am sorry to say, Trest and, and the rest of you, the fight against the swarm is, is not over. The God Host's physical form, its defeat was just the start. You defeated them as well in the Mindscape and, and here on Susklin, but this entity's soul still persists and is now here locked on this plane of existence. And so we all stand here at a crossroads of sorts. Trest, it, you indeed were raised in the Hylaxian faith, and that faith demands of you and your comrades now a decision. It's one that the goddess cannot make for you, but is one that you all must decide here and now, for your blade in this realm will strike true if you would like it. And with it, you can sever the god host's connection with the rest of the swarm. You can completely remove it from the greater collective entirely and erase its power from the swarm elsewhere in the universe. Though doing so will mean those who the god host killed, the, the millions on, on Ilamchuva and, and Susklin and countless Amrantan and Raxlite warriors over the decades, the, the power that it took from their soul's connections to this realm as well will be gone. They may not come back. Their souls will move on to more final resting places for good. Those lost at the Forever Reliquary on the planets, your Major Jaldamarek, my own soul as well. But know too that all the evil that that creature enacted upon us, it will be obliterated forever. It cannot infuse any part of itself into other swarm branches and cannot itself be reborn if you so choose to end it for good. But the other option is letting it go as well. If you allow this soul to continue to exist, so too can all those lives it consumed over the years be returned and restored if they choose. The the Amrantums deprived of their, their soul boxes can return to the mother machine for rebirth. Rituals can be enacted to bring back those lost, or at least people will be able to speak with their recently departed dead. But the price of this is the God host will return. The soul has been prophesied to come back in a form greater than this, an, an entity of mind, body, an essence known as the brood soul. And you will have to face this brood soul many years from now, if you so choose, when this dark power creeps its way back into the universe, but only if you let it. So Midnight Squad, the decision is yours for what you would like to do. Do you take on the weight of this decision? Will you allow peace to reign or will you end this campaign of violence against free thinking peoples by bearing once more the sword of truth? This decision you should all make together, but trust know that only you have the power with your sword to see this through. So in the end, they can give you counsel, but you must swing the blade. You must make the decision. I look at my companions and say, what do you say? 
Zinnia holds up her laser pistol. Zinnia, Zinnia. I call it Zinnia first. <laughs> laser pistol. <laughs> I'm here ready to back to you up. <laughs> uh, uh, Sprouts, do you have thoughts on this? So, our options are like kill it and ex- kill the goddess right. and expunge all the souls. Um, or allow the god host to go free and sort of the souls of the dead can sort of continue to exist as they might normally. They can be resurrected. For they can be resurrected or spoken to or something like that. And if we don't, we're in a Pennywise situation where it comes back later. Right. Yeah, I feel like Sprouts, um, <laughs> while he doesn't always agree uh, with his uh, scientifically minded friend, he's gonna back Ziddy up on that one too. To me, what kind of world would we be bringing them back to? What kind of world would these souls be lost in if the god host is still alive, if the swarm can still come back? Oh, and the souls are let loose, right? So they, just, they, just, they, just, they just can't be re-arrest, uh, arrested. Yeah, they're, they're sort yeah. of like they're sort of like you know emptied into like the river of souls or or whatever the cosmology. Yeah, I is don't. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. The the uh, maybe we should go to to Echo Seven because that shouldn't happen within Embranton souls. They should be returned to the soul battery. These will be gone forever um, into the the afterlife. Um, does Echo have any any thoughts on that? There are moments in circumstances we find ourselves in where we must make difficult choices. I was faced with a choice to remember certain things and forget other things. And though I was not supposed to remember what I gave up, I do. This is a decision that will weigh heavily on all of us, whether we understand its full breadth or not. Either way, I will be there for the fight, should the fight come. But this choice, I do not have the strength to make. And you, Devasho, tell me, what would you have me do with this god host? We have a unique opportunity to provide closure for thousands of families. Families will never get to see if we make this choice or know of their loved ones. No chance to reconnect. No chance to say a final goodbye. If I, if it was my family, I would want to talk to them one more time. I would want to be able to bring them back. I am not going to draw, I am not going to run away from a potential fight with some brood was it. The god host was handled easily by us. We triumphed because Hylax was on our side and we did not waver in our convictions. I feel like we would be wavering now if we forced our choice on these families. A choice they did not get to make when the swarm invaded. I would see the souls returned. Let the god host live. See, you have all made compelling arguments. The god host does deserve to die. And yet, the souls of the Taken deserve the opportunity for what fates they may find. And so I am left with the decision. What is my role in this justice? What judgment am I to place upon the God host? A swarm 
who seeks agency. I can only conclude one thing, that were Hylax herself in this position, she would not grant leniency, but would instead acknowledge the agency of this god host. I will not kill it today. If it returns a second time, it will not survive the encounter. We must give it this opportunity to find its way. And I, uh, and I sheathe my solar sword. Zips back inside your, your hand magically. And as you leave the soul of the god host lying dormant, you can watch as energy kind of diffuses from it slowly. You see Emranton souls leaving to return to their home system to be born again. And Etchiax looks looks you all over, looks you over, Tress, and says, You have chosen with your hearts, with your minds, and Hylax will honor this decision to spare the soul. Farewell, my friends. Be kind. Be good. Love one another, and I will see you on the other side of this life. In a flash of light, you are all transported back to the crumbling swarm hive chamber are able to escape from there as the documentary returns and we see from another point of view news footage of you all emerging from the top of Clutchstone Ridge as multiple companies of SDF soldiers cheer you on and the the documentary ends with you know a, an in memoriam for all the Jevons and Evans as well as some positive things, you know, showing footage of the the planet being built back up, and uh, we we watch as maybe footage of your your life after the war is kind of spliced over some more interviews with you all during the the, the credits, you know, asking what what do you guys go on to do after the war, uh, Zenia after the the Battle of Clutchstone Ridge, um, you took an, an honorable discharge, is that right? And and where are you working now? Well, after such a conclusion, I think Zinnia would focus her efforts on trying to predict when the swarm may be returning. Uh, she wants to be ready for it uh, so that we can make good on trust promise that will bring it down once and for all. Um, so she'll be studying, uh, as she did before, uh, the, uh, the way that uh, creatures and animals, and in particular, the swarm and creatures like them, uh, how they develop their colonies and develop their societies um, with the intention of, of trying to keep a keep a pulse on where the swarm might be uh, aiming next. Um, Sprouts Marlowe, you and your your partner Rose Breyer uh, were reunited after spending more than a year abroad here in on Susculin and the Susculin system. Uh, do you? guys have plans to return to Absalom Station and beyond? Well, the first thing I think that Sprouts will do is uh, have Xantos arrested and throw away the key. <laughs> okay. Uh, that, 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 that is priority number one. He, he disappears. I don't even know no, he, he's not going to hide from Sprouts. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you're the one person in this universe he definitely wants to hide from. I'm not, I'm not saying that he doesn't want to. I'm saying he doesn't have the ability to. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you, you you can try and track him down for whatever. Oh no, no, you, no. He, he tracks him down and uh, yeah, I said arrests him, throw away the key. Uh, I feel like <laughs> after that, 
while he respects but doesn't agree with the decision that went down with uh, the god host, he gives Zinnia a a private calm so that any time that she has any sort of empirical data that about the god host, mm-hmm. Sprouts will be there. You know, she he, he will he will he will come a running. Uh, otherwise, he is going to go back to Absalom and go back to the streets and and continue his life as a detective. Um, I think that's you know he he fell into this war. He didn't mean to. So yeah, he's going to try to go back and 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 live well a normal life for Sprouts. But mm-hmm. yeah, the the two things that he would want to to wrap up is is Lochwort and then. Uh, that communicate with with Zinnia. Echo Seven. Where do we find after maybe a few months after the the war? Um, where do we find Echo Seven? What's he doing after the war? Echo has a lot of guilt mm. because he he did a lot of things, especially when it came to forgetting his his friends that were on the ship before he he crashed on Suskeland in the first place and. And though those souls have been saved and returned to the Soul Forge, they're not the same people that he knew. And he knows that the the God Host is still out there. Um, and and so there's a bit of a struggle, and there's a bit of a struggle with someone, especially who who tends to retreat into uh, escapism uh, for 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 handling that sort of thing. And I, I'm sure at some point he tried to to accompany Sprouts on a a, a mission or two <laughs> that that may not have worked out because of just I feel like Sprouts would be happy to have him. Yeah, but whether Sprouts would be happy to have him or not, it's 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 empty victories. It, it, it's empty victories knowing that there's a final fight down the line and Sprouts whispers, I'm putting together a team. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be super, super you fun. Son a, we you had, son of a Blork, I'm in. <laughs> if we had like characters from different seasons come together <laughs> against the the brood host. Hey, you don't, you don't, you can't write this. Uh, I'm doing podcast it. Podcast for it. me. <laughs> I'm doing it. Um, Devasho, uh, we we've heard you took some time off. Uh, what is life like with your family out from under the shadow of? the swarm war it is very nice you know i there was a lot to catch up on kids grow incredibly fast so i was a little disheartened coming back and seeing some of my children be so much taller so much stronger than when i had last seen them so it was nice to catch up also apparently school changed math why did they do that I'm very frustrated about having to teach my children math I was not taught. Math there's, is math. Now there's new math within you, math. In yes, you, I, new math. Is so Skittermanders like, created? It's, it, the Skittermanders were thought it would be helpful to come up with a new math. <laughs> the number, a good point. I think Skittermanders did create it. The number one the is now show, just we're a smiley about this face. After the episode is over. <laughs> so, so having to, having to, uh, you know, sometimes my. My husband travels a lot as he is for his diplomatic relations. And so sometimes I am left in charge to teach our children on the ship. And to say it is a challenge is an understatement, but it is more obviously more fun than I, I give it credit for. I enjoy it quite a lot. And that that gives me 
gives me happiness in life. Trest a great deal of the weight of this war and Midnight Squad's decisions, the things that it faced uh, were, were on your shoulders squarely. Uh, what was your course after the war? Um, I think Trest is probably good for fighting for now and is uh, going to uh, head back to uh, the uh, tavern to which uh, he now holds a deed mm. and is going to uh, start um, trying to live a smaller life. Uh, this was a, this was a, a big adventure. Maybe maybe there is something to be learned about uh, uh, the trust might learn about um, living a life in service to others in ways that do not involve violence. And so, <laughs> but involve beer instead. But do involve um, fantasy liquor uh, <laughs> and the occasional bar fight just to keep everything tip top. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you pull out a classy sword, and they're like, "Okay, we won't fight." Yeah, I imagine it, it's definitely for for a time once in in Brinoa, a a veterans bar, but uh, mm-hmm. you, you see, you know, more and more people kind of returning to uh, a normal way of life as as the months march forward and, and construction and reconstruction of the city continue on. Uh, the last bit of, of this documentary is kind of a, an appendix uh, a year later. So the filmmakers invited you all, uh, along with a number of others, to the Victory Susculin party on the first anniversary of the death of the God Host, the end of hostilities against the swarm on Susculin, held at Camp Cavalier. You see hundreds of veterans of, of the swarm war, their families come together one more time to mourn those lost, celebrate your victories, and, and give thanks to everyone that answered the call when death showed up on this planet's doorsteps. We see Debasho, husband in tow, a huge family rolling up in a couple of ambassador cars. Zinnian Echo 7 reminiscing over drinks. Sprout's taking a look at some suspicious snacks on the table. While Trest, you're busy speaking and, and talking with Commander Najiri. Barely uh, fit into my old uh, outfit. My old <laughs> some, <uniform. laughs> some, somehow the... <laughs> Yeah, the chitin is pushing a little bit. It's a little uh, snug, a little snug. Um, and there's footage uh, here over some memorial music of, of laughing and drinking. You guys playing games, uh, looking at videos of different celebrations happening around Bernoa. We see uh, the scene flashes to the Hualdi Dome where people are holding thank you signs as the reconstruction continues. Main Street downtown, Bernoa has a parade rolling through the streets, but you all here at Camp Cavalier see a, um, from beneath a, a massive sheet, a, a huge statue um, with iron depictions of the five members of Midnight Squad and dramatic poses, of course, sprouts up on Echo 7's shoulder, Xenia flying above a, a massive Trox shield and interest out front, uh, sword in hand. And as this is, is dedicated, we see Commander Nachiri get up in front of the crowd to, to start the ceremony, the dedication. And she says, friends, we're we are here to remember, to celebrate, to give thanks and to 
dedicate the statue to the members of Midnight Squad for all that they sacrificed, all that they achieved and accomplished in protecting this world and many others from the Swarm Host. I can tell you all about their many missions that they completed or how they were personally able to help many here and on Altranius, myself included, but I'm not going to do that. I would rather close out the ceremony by inviting them up here to say whatever they would like on this anniversary of the greatest victory in the history of this world. Uh, Please help me in welcoming Midnight Squad to the stage. Everyone's clapping for you. Uh, They ask you to say some words. Does anyone have any final words for these characters, for this story, and for this season you'd like to, to say? I was told this was just this would just be a meet and greet. I, oh my! <laughs> I emailed you and said that you should probably have some things ready, mm. like just like a, a few paragraphs. Com- Commander Nigeri, I just not I'm that just, hard. I'm sorry, I just don't. You know, these days with the the emails, they're just it's so much. It's I just. Mm. I told you you should have just had a catchphrase that you just shout at these kind of events to get everyone kind of hyped up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean in, fair, in, in retrospect, you are probably right. I probably should have had a catchphrase, but I, uh, I, I've got this. I stand up to the microphone and I say, ah, uh, tip your servers. <laughs> mm, inspiring. Yay, the crowd applause. <laughs> uh, it you know. seems like Commander Trest needs some Heavy fire. <laughs> there we go. Catchphrase. That's all the crowd wants. Yay. <laughs> uh, I feel like Xenia, despite all the uh, uh, joyousness at this occasion, would feel an obligation to walk up to the mic and start to say, um, I suggest that you all say goodbye to your beloved ones uh, while you still have the time. The swarm will be coming back, and this is your <laughs> warning. <laughs> Devasha, like, picks you up and just sets you like this. Like, well, no. someone has gotten into uh, some of Tress' signature drinks, I think, before. <laughs> wow! She runs up and grabs the mic and is like, climate change is real! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, we, had to, we had the chance to I, kill the swarm soul, but we did it. Look up! Look I out. think. <laughs> I think what my my friend points out is that although we are doubted as as heroes, we only ever got as far as we could because we stuck together and we believed in each other, and and we always told each other that. So do not let another day go by where you do not look at the people around you who have mattered to you and treat them or, or, or take them for granted. Love each other. That is the Halaxian way. Uh, there's there's huge, huge applause from the crowd. They raise up out of their chairs, cheer you guys. There, there's, you know, fans of everyone here, including the, the Doomsayer, Zinnia. Uh, SDF starships do a flyover. They're maneuvering thrust, thrusters, leaving streaks of, uh, of red, hot um, contrails um, across the, the darkening night sky and fireworks drop from the, the ships explode in a, a rainbow pattern um, of, of many colors, but there are a couple of patriotic green and purple colored letters that, that fill up the, the sky above you all and spell out the words, the end. Woo! Woody. 
you. Man, we almost made it a happy occasion, but someone took it to a dark place. Oh, I can't believe we all survived that entire campaign. Yeah, 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 I yeah, thought for wild. sure one of us was going to win. I pretty certain. Well, we, we oh, could have an epilogue. Like, like, a melee mystic? There's no way. There's no way this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick went too easy on us. Uh, dude, well, I Patrick, literally how wrote could Patrick the first go too book. easy on us when, when Tyler <laughs> double crits the final boss? I, I mean, that was the most wild boss fight in the history of this show. So, I mean, there's just not much uh, uh, else can be said about I that. I don't know but. why you guys are, are celebrating because this season isn't over yet. I didn't say it was the end of everything as of course we oh, have a yeah. uh, stinger yeah, you literally as, said the end though that implies the end the, the end yeah, of drew the documentary <laughs> but the podcast continues <laughs> as we we see some security footage of a secret research facility millions of light years away following through as cameras switch between gunmetal dark hallways uh, and stark white laboratories where masked and body suited scientists huddle over workbenches scientific equipment and experiments from here uh, the main entrance in a lobby of this facility we see a, a door marked spaceport open up and walking through it in a prison uniform apparently is none other than xantos lochworth <laughs> uh, flanked behind him by a large and imposing strix with metal wings uh, when you said you had an opportunity for me off world, I thought maybe within the pact. What are we doing all the way out here, Gravelark? The business doesn't want pact stewards and regulatory commissions breathing down their neck. They let the scientists here do what they need in order to achieve their project's goals. Your boss should be here already to meet you. And as if on cue, a door marked advanced cybernetics opens up and through it, we see a brightly colored Asharan walking through flanked uh, behind him by a large metallic looking alien on all fours who says, Xantos Lochwort, our business partners at the BBRC sing your praises. Uh, my name is Nakithi Berinder. It is my pleasure to welcome you uh, to the Aspis Consortium. The scene fades out as we pull away into the vacuum of space and see a heavily fortified and guarded space station orbiting in the rings of an icy planet nestled between floating space rocks spelling out the words to be continued in season four. Oh, snap. Oh, wait, 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 what? Oh, snap. Nikithi oh, has just become the least favorite I player character. many illegal things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had, we had, there's I'm sorry, I, for, I forgot that Nikithi was pretty, pretty scummy. Actually, uh, I was yeah, the scientists who are scummy characters, man. Yeah. Yeah. kind of like that, too. I mean, maybe yeah. they're the good no, guys. Man. Maybe you're the bad guys in season for you ever thought about yeah. that? Maybe I get N one. <laughs> Nikithi and Lordsworth are gonna have their own like high fives and <laughs> they're gonna get along great. Yeah, and, and, having... and, and they forget that Zinni is just the total burke of this whole campaign this season. <laughs> oh, but she's reformed now. Oh, she's reformed. <laughs> burke yeah. is still she's burke. Out as burke. She's a doomsday prepper now. Yeah. Um, that is officially it for season three of Cosmic Crit. Oh, oh what a ride. Now it's Woo. towards the end of this episode. Uh, congratulations on finishing now the third season of the show. Uh, 20 months later since we, we started this one. And 
yeah, thanks for playing with me. What might be the longest year and a half in all of existence, all of human existence. Ooh, we started in February, February of 2020. Do you remember what that was like? Nope. <laughs> that was normal times. Yeah, <laughs> that was we. I went to PAX with you. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, remember, remember, remember PAX? Oh, yeah, it was it was great. There was <laughs> 50,000 people just walking around with masks on. It was perfect. Everyone just hanging out <laughs> now, right next to each other. It was crazy. <laughs> now, now that would give me such a panic attack. Yeah. We used to, we, we men used to pee in urinals and not wash our hands. Now look at what we have to do. Tyler, I'm, I'm sorry, nobody, did what? Tyler, nobody ever did that. Wait, what? Was I the only one? Ah, we, we were free men. We peed on our hands in the urinals. It was like real men. That's what, and no one said anything. Yeah, we, we, sure urine is sterile, right? Which means it will sterilize your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you shake it out, I thought you shook it out onto your hand. That was the whole point. Of the you movie. just rub them together real good. That's yeah. where the expression shake hands comes from. Yeah. Because <laughs> you want to spread that to all, everyone else. Uh, guys, um, I don't have to just thank you for the season. I got to thank all of our cosmic critter out there that are listening and up to date uh, when this episode drops. Uh, you're crazy. Uh, there's a lot of you and you know who you are. We've listened to 199 episodes so far. Uh, thank you guys for your support online by yeah. Patreon, Discord. And, and if you're listening to this after binging a whole bunch of episodes, congratulations. Way to oh, get yeah. through. Congratulations on listening content. to these weirdos. That's yeah. almost 200 episodes. Impressive. More, yeah, there's people more out than, there that. More than 199 episodes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, next week we're going to be back with a special episode, a wrap-up episode. We're going to talk about the season, what worked, what didn't, what we'd change. Uh, mm. If any of you says you would change anything in book one, I'm disowning you. It was perfect. Let's uh, <laughs> talk about those forced march rules about, about book one. <laughs> forced march, best part of this campaign. Uh, uh, but yeah, everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. And we're going to be back with more surprises, more adventures, and eventually season four. But that's going to do it. Season three in the bag, 199 episodes down. And we'll see you next week. Um, Thank you guys for playing with me. Thank Thank you, you, Patrick. Listeners, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on Cosmic Crit. Have a good season. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Cosmic Crit, an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder role-playing game and adventure paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder and Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.